a huge mistake that people so often make is thinking that other people are going to feel and think the same way that they do and that somehow whatever they say is going to make the biggest change in the world for the other person because it did for them. And a lot of this then comes into our faith journey and thinking that everybody's faith journey is somehow going to be similar to ours. And it's not. It's not because we are all created so differently from our wonderful creator and we all walk very different walks. And this includes walking out of the church. It's going to be very different for every single person. But in my little journey of learning more about these beautiful women that you are who have left the church, I have found that there are four big types of ex-Mormon women. And today we are going to talk about where you might stand in that and some ways that you can use this knowledge to help grow your journey. All right, here we go. Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done. And he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Find Faith Above. Okay, so being an ex-Mormon, that automatically makes us different. And maybe maybe not as different in certain areas as it is in other areas, but uh, amongst the Christian community, as soon as you say that you used to be Mormon, all sorts of preconceived notions I can see start just running in people's brains. And... Also, a big part of this is that I see so often is that when people are trying to evangelize to people who are still in the church, they don't really understand who it is that they're talking to and that we're, we really are all different and that a conversation that you might have with one person may look very, very different to somebody else depending on where they are in in their faith and, uh, and faith meaning their belief in the church, but then also faith in Jesus. And that, yeah, it just gets all boggly. <laughs> so one, one of the big reasons why I started this podcast in the first place is because I really recognized that amongst my, my Christian friends, that there was this one thing that made me different. And I, I do feel like there are oftentimes a lot of preconceived notions and ideas about people who have been in the church and whether they voice those or not, uh, I definitely feel them. 
or have felt them. It, it, it does make us different. We are different. And at one point um, on my little faith path, long time ago, I was really struggling with uh, understanding some of these basic concepts and um, was searching and looking for some help with this. And I had actually called into, or there was like a text line <laughs> for uh, my local church. And I had uh, had put in there that I was needing some help and, and was looking for some help and kind of a little bit about my background. And he very honestly just said, look, you're always going to be an ex-Mormon. Like that's just the way it is. So sometimes looking at things is going to feel a little different for you. And on the one hand, I like that. And on the other hand, I hate that. Um, I like the fact that he was willing to be so blunt and honest with me that that is the truth. That is the case. That is the way that it is. And it has definitely rung true for me. Um, but also I hated that because I was like, oh, I don't want to be different. But we're all different. We all are different. We all are very unique and beautifully created uh, from our God. Okay, so on this journey though, I have found through talking to so many of you beautiful women that there are really kind of four different categories. I think that's the right word, but four different types of ex-Mormon women. And um and, and really, this just comes from me wanting to make sure that I'm giving you the type of content that's going to be able to reach you. And so I've been really trying to like figure out more about you and recognizing that you're not all like me, that we are very different in many ways, and that I can I can speak to certain gals about certain things, but I can't speak to other things because I didn't live through that. And so, okay. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to break down these four different types of ex-Mormon women. And I want to see where you fall and tell me, I mean, do you feel like this is pretty accurate? Do you feel like this needs some work? And I would love to talk about your story, your journey with you. So if that is the case, if you listen to this and you're like, girlfriend, you need to hear my story, then contact me and let's do it. Let's talk about it. I'd love to even have you on the podcast. So, um, okay. All right. Let's jump into this. All right, so here are the four types. Number one, number one. Okay, so girlfriend, you are usually someone who came from a maybe more of a mixed faith home or your parents, at least one parent was a convert. Um, it just makes us different. I don't know why it does, but it does. It's just a little bit different. So even if one of that those parents was a convert, even very young, um, typically one parent or both parents were converts. Uh, in, in that faith journey, you went to church, you did the things, you never f completely felt like you fit in, you never completely understood it all. Yes, you believed it because that's what you were taught, but you don't necessarily believe those things it, and and you never really felt like you built that community that life that all the things there in fact you kind of were looking for an escape the whole time you went you did the things you went through the motions you did all the stuff you were supposed to do but you were kind of always looking at the exit and in that case i i totally get you <laughs> so typically that means that when you left you left God altogether, but 
you still really felt like there was some sort of a belief deep down in your soul that was only yours and that was nobody else's and that it looked different than all these other people's. And because of that, typically I find that most people in this situation end up going super new age at some point. So kind of leave God altogether possibly for a bit, but had kind of your own faith and then started to move into wanting to get to know him more. Because that's one of the things is that I think when we're in the church, then we're feeling like, I just want to know Jesus. I just want, I want this to make sense. I want to know. I want it to all make sense. I want it to feel true. I want to feel like I fit in here. I want all those things. I want God. But you didn't have it. So then when you leave, then you go on this whole quest to find God. And the last place that you want to look is a church. The last place that you really want to look is going to be the Bible. The last place that you want to look is going to be anything having to do with religious structure. And so instead, go really kind of like all into the crystals and the new age and the self-help and you become a total self-help junkie and you're really like really trying on all the self side of things. And then typically what I find with this beautiful gal is your life kind of falls apart around all that because that's all false and it's not all all in line it's not that's not god is in nature because he created nature but if you want to know the nature of god then the bible is going to be where you find that and that's real hard that's a super big shift and usually for this beautiful gal that happens when a ton of bricks just falls on your head and life falls apart and you go through some real hard stuff and you find yourself somehow meeting god it's beautiful it's just beautiful how he works because he knows this. He knows that you are going to have to go through some stuff to learn that you have to rely on him. And when this happens, then he usually is going to give you someone really great, some beautiful Christian girl who's going to help you to understand who he is. Okay, so that was girl number one. I relate to you fully, wholeheartedly. I... the. You and I, we, we, we understand each other. <laughs> I get, I get all of this. Uh, yeah. Okay. That being said, um, girl number two, girl number two, I probably don't relate to you very much at all. Um, let me break this down. And because in this whole walk of getting to know you all there, I have, I have met so many, of girl number two. And uh, so girl number two went to the church, did all the things, believes in the theology of the church, fully believes in the theology of the church, which is very different. And you can't find that anywhere else. It is unique only to the Mormon religion. But the problem is, is you don't, you don't agree with the uh, the way that the church is handling typically LGBTQ type of handlings. You don't like what they have to say there. You don't like what's going on with that. You don't like how they're handling it. And because you do believe in continued revelation, why can't this change? God clearly didn't say all of this in all of the doctrine. And it's something that the church needs to handle better. And because of that, you've left the church, but you're feeling a bit lost because where do you find then another church community because you believe in this theology you believe in the mormon theology but you don't believe in their policy 
you may be a generational Mormon. You may have been in this for forever. You don't know another way really of God, but you don't agree at all with the way that the church is handling these issues because, because you have personal experience with it. You have personal experience with this. You have family members. You have people. You may even yourself be in a position of, uh, of same-sex attraction. And so this is complicated for you. And unfortunately, I really do struggle um, with fully being able to help or relate or understand a lot of this because I don't agree with the theology of the Mormon religion. And I really do rely on the Bible. And because I feel like I have met God on a different level, this this little part in here, um, this girl number two, which I love you. I love you, girl number two. But I, I do struggle a bit more with relating with you because it's not my journey. It's not my experience. And uh, and so I do, I, I wish the absolute best and I hope for the ab- absolute best for you. And I do encourage you to still continue to listen because here we talk about biblical truths. And biblical truths are going to be relevant because it's truth because the Bible is truth and and I know right now you don't believe that and so I'm hoping that maybe by sticking around maybe you'll end up finding some of those truths and then we will have some common ground which would be awesome okay so then girl number three girl number three you have you have lived truly lived the Mormon life. Um, Typically, your family was all in it. You are possibly generational in it, uh, at least a couple generations back, if not like pioneer style. Like you are in it, your community, your life. You went through all the different things that you were supposed to do as a child. You enjoyed the community. You loved all of the stuff. You were involved in everything. And you went through the temple. You may have thought that was weird, but you just rolled with it. Kept your mouth shut. Even if you cried about it, it's okay. You just rolled with it. And because this is this was what was supposed to happen. This is the way you were supposed to go. You're supposed to do all the things. And then something happened. Maybe it was the temple because, like I said, some of it's a little weird. Something happened along this line that made you start to question. And you know, we all heard about the shelf, right? We, these little things that keep happening, we put it on the shelf, put it on the shelf, put it on the shelf. And then before you know it, your shelf breaks. And then you're like, what the heck? And so girl number three, typically, huh, this, this was hard. This was so hard for you. Because typically what happened for you is you found out something in the church history, you read the CES letters, you did something that at some point made you question the truth of the church. Actually, is the church true? Which, you know, we've been kind of brainwashed since we were babies that yes, I believe the church is true. And all of a sudden you're like, but it's not. And you find yourself like on the kitchen floor in the fetal position and you're crying and your life has fallen 
apart because of it, because you had a marriage in this, you have kids in this, family members won't talk to you now, you may have found yourself in jail, you may have found yourself um, needing to get some psychiatric help on a large level, like this was a big deal. And your life, it literally felt like it imploded when you realized that the church wasn't true. And yeah, the, gosh, there's so many of you. There's so many of you in this position and it's so, it breaks my heart and I am so sad for you. My hope is that if you are here though, then what has happened is somehow, some way, some in, in this infinitesimal little moment that we don't even think is possible, somehow God interceded and said, but I'm here. I know that this is awful and it's hard and I can't even go into all how difficult all of it is, but I'm here for you. I am here. And a lot of times this happens, so many, so many of you have talked to me like this literally happened like in jail or it happened in some crazy moment where you were like at your rock bottom and something pushed you to pick up the Bible instead of picking up the Book of Mormon. You read the Bible, you read Psalms, like so many times you guys like found Jesus in Psalms. You, you read something in the Bible that just spoke to your heart on a way that you have never felt before in the depths of all of this. And you knew that none of the church was true, but you knew God was true. And so you're here because, because you want to, you want to dive further into this and you've been through some things and I have the utmost of compassion for you because, um, because this has been tough. This has been really tough. But God is so big and he's so good. And he's bigger than any of those things that you have been through. And he's going to, to help you through all of it. Okay. Then we have girl number four. And no, no shade in any way. Girl number four, you had this the easiest. It, it still is not easy. But, but in a relative way of things, this is what everybody dreams would happen. This is what all the evangelists, when they're out there on the street and they're like, come to Jesus and stand in front of the temple and all the things. This is what they think most people's journey is going to be. And I have found that it is absolutely not. So if you are actually girl number four, I know this is really hard to say, but consider yourself lucky. <laughs> um, consider yourself, I don't know, so, so, uh, I don't even know what the word is that, that this has been your walk. Um, because you skipped a lot of that, that hard stuff. And, oh, that is just the grace of God, man. So what I find here is that typically there was some sort of a door open. Either you were a convert yourself or, and you just got mixed up in all this, or your family was in it, but there was always just that door cracked open in just the littlest way. Maybe your family got in trouble in a certain way, or, or maybe something happened um, that, I don't know, just that little seed of doubt as to whether or not the church was true was planted somehow in there at some point. And 
And thank God for that. Because then what ends up happening is, and this is what we hope that everyone's journey would be, is that you went on a Jesus journey before you ever left the church. You picked up the Gospels. You decided to read John. Maybe you went on YouTube and instead of finding out all the bad things about the history of the Mormon church, instead you Googled who God was. Maybe you started listening to Mike Winger or someone else. I mean, somebody somebody good who has some theology, some base. Maybe you maybe you listen to a couple different pastors from different churches. I would love for you to listen to our pastor from Sagebrush Church here in Albuquerque. Todd is amazing. Um, maybe you listen to something that just gave you the Bible project. You went on and you you actually watched the Bible project and you started to learn who God was, who Jesus is for us in a completely different way. And and you wanted to know more. And you that door just kind of kept getting more and more and more open. And before you knew it, you're like, you know what? I don't really want to go to church here today. I haven't heard them actually say Jesus one time. They haven't said it all day. And and then you started thinking, like, maybe, maybe I want to try that church down the street. Maybe I want to just go there. Maybe I'm going to show up and see what this feels like. Maybe I'll take my friend up who invited me to that Bible study. Maybe I'll just go. And that door just kind of gets more and more and more open. And Instead of looking at all of the falseness of the Mormon theology, instead, you're intrigued by the truth of God. And this is the path that we all hope that we could go on. That it's a smooth transition. That we one day we leave the Mormon church and the next day we are in a biblical church that is following Jesus in a Christian faith. And... And that our family all decides to go with us. Because if you are someone who had that little seed of doubt, chances are you might be with somebody else who also has that little bit of seed of doubt. And it's going to take them a little bit of time. So don't force it. They Everybody's got to go on their own speed. Um, but your kids maybe are young enough where it's, this isn't doesn't feel like a big, huge change for them. They actually want to know about Jesus too, because we all do. In, inherently, we are his creation. So we all want to know <laughs> about Jesus and who he is. And so they are willing to walk on this journey with you. And so they leave with you and they go to Sunday school with you. And, and it's just this beautiful beautiful transition where you just go more and more and more and you become a true, I mean, just disciple of Christ. And then you can start to look back at all the falsities and all the things that you went through and you can be like, dang, like that was a little confusing. And all of this is very new. And I feel a little silly about a lot of this, but you were willing to go on that Jesus journey. And that girl number four, I mean, hats off to you for making that change, for understanding that you could make that change and for going on that journey. And typically it is so much for your family. And, and I just love that. I just love it. 
Unfortunately, like I said, most evangelists, people who haven't been in the Mormon church before, people who are out there trying to convince everybody to leave the Mormon church, they think that everybody is going to be girl number four. And the fact is that is, I think you're like, I don't even know, like maybe like 0.02% of the people that I end up talking to because it is, I mean, that's what we would want. We'd want this smooth transition, but most of the time, this transition is really hard. And, uh, and even still, even if you are girl number four, there is going to be some hard parts. I, I'm not, I'm not downplaying that. There are definitely going to be some hard parts and definitely going to be some things that you're going to walk through. And I don't mean to diminish your hardships at all. Um, it's just as, as far as moving from one to the other, it definitely is the smoothest. It definitely is the smoothest and it leaves, this is why it's the smoothest is because it leaves the least amount of opportunity for the devil to get in. That's that's why it's the smoothest and that's why it's the easiest and that's why I, I would hope that that would be um, the path that so many people would take, but it's often it's not. And, uh, and we end up looking to the world um, for support because we feel like almost God has like betrayed us in some way when we are leaving the church and we just open that door for the devil to get his in and he will take it. You give him the opportunity, he will take it. This world is not, is not a pretty place. And, uh, and so, yeah, but okay. So <laughs> I hope that today was educational. I hope that today you found yourself somehow in one of these. And I promised then also that I was going to give you some ways to continue to improve depending on where you're at. So if you are girl number one, oh my goodness, I, I, I'm so happy that you are here because you are really hard to figure out how to get here. I mean, just genuinely. And and I think back on my own journey because I was very much girl number one, I feel like. Um, I don't know if I would have been here uh, until, until those bricks fell on me. I don't know if I would have been here. Uh, maybe at different times, but ugh, I mean, I think I wanted as much distance from the church as I could get. So, um, so if you were here, oh, I'm just so happy that you're here. And the biggest thing that I would love for you to know is that the Bible is truth. And I would love for you to explore more on how the Bible is truth. That is going to get you so far. So, so, so far. If you are girl number two, uh, my recommendation for you is going to be maybe to go listen to Jackie Hill Perry. I think that she would really speak to you in a way that maybe can help you in your position and where you're at. Um, not to say that, I mean, I am here for you all the way. If you want to talk Bible truths, absolutely. Um, but I do know Jackie Hill Perry has personal experience with what you maybe are dealing with and her story. And I, I mean, I, I just I love her. She is just on fire for the Lord and I love it. Um, so I would totally recommend maybe going and listening to her. Uh, if you are girl number three, mm, mm, goodness. Um, again, I am so happy that you are here and I want you to know, I think you can be some of the, the 
biggest lights there are because you've been through some stuff. You have been through some stuff. And if you are in that position, honestly, maybe talking to a pastor or a counselor or somebody to help you walk through some of this hard is going to be probably what you are going to need. And I, I want you here. I want you listening. I want to talk about these Bible truths. I want to go through all of this with you. Um, but you're probably also going to need someone that you can really, truly just, um, get that support from. And, and I do pray for you. I I do hope that everything gets easier because I know that this is a hard walk for you. If you are girl number four, yes, I am so excited that you are here. We are going to learn so much Bible truth. It's not even funny. We are going to just dive into all of it. And this is going to be the place for you for sure. If you are girl number four, um, let's read John together. Let's, let's go read John together and let's, let's get into more of that theology. And if you are girl number four, one of the big things that I would recommend for you is just to always keep a very open mind to Christian theology because mm, that old stuff is going to creep up when you least expect it. You're going to be like, Ooh, I didn't even realize I still believe that. (laughs) Um, so maybe for you actually diving more into theology is going to be the place for you. Okay, so I said this a couple weeks ago with uh, one of our really great faith podcasts on the five ways to build your faith. And I said, I think that this might be my favorite episode, but I don't know. I think that now this might be, this might be one of my favorite episodes because this is just like, I mean, this is a culmination of literally, well, a lifetime, but also two years of really pouring into this ministry and getting to know you all so well and I love it and again like I said if you don't resonate with one of these and you're like hey there's a girl number five (laughs) or if you're like you know what I do resonate with some of this but I really do want to share my story because it's very unique to me then let's do it I'd love to have you on the podcast love to talk to you about this I'd love to figure out where you stand and I'd love to help and encourage you through this whole process of transitioning from the uh, Mormon faith into a biblical Christian relationship with Jesus and that's what this is all about friend so if you want to know more go to the website findingfaithabove.com I would love to talk with you I'd love to work with you Um, if you hit contact on there you can actually send me a um, voice message like a speak pipe Um, if you're still here that is awesome thank you for listening to this whole thing and if you have some friends that you feel like need to hear this and kind of see where they are at on their journey then uh, send it over to them that means a ton and the more ears that the podcast gets the listen of the bigger this ministry gets and the more people that we can help all right i will see you guys next week hey friends i hope that this episode truly blessed you today and spoke to your heart and if it did i would love it if you could share it with your friend who might need to hear these words also and if you truly really loved it then a five-star review really helps to get into the ears of so many more people. It's the way the algorithm works. So I would love it if you guys would be able to do that for me as well. And if you were looking for more resources, more help, more coaching, more all the good stuff, go to findingfaithabove.com and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. See you next time.